0: What is up guys, it's David from Free Wine Unleavened and Bread. Before we get the show started today, I um, just want to let you guys know how you can follow us, support us, see what we got going on because we got a lot of new stuff coming your way. Um, as always, follow us on Instagram, just type in Free Wine Unleavened and Bread, you should find us. Same thing with Facebook and YouTube, go subscribe to our page, like our videos, watch our videos, um, all of that we do have a patreon under free wine unleavened bread if you want to support the podcast we're going to have new content on there pretty regularly for you guys um other than that we have a new website we just put up it's free wine unleavened bread.com free wine unleavened um hit us up there to see what we got going on send us prayer requests um things of that nature we're going to keep that updated weekly for you guys and as always thank you for your support um, thank you for the time you spend listening to the podcast, and we all really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Enjoy the show.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into another portion of topic. Um
2: topic. I do want to add. Sorry, I didn't mean to take uh, such a well, deep I'll, breath. I was
1: I pretty- tried <laughs> to give you um, <laughs> space to do that.
2: Well, another thing that just kind of goes goes with this is conviction. So even people when you were talking about dis, you know just deceiving yourself and maybe you don't realize it maybe you're worshiping yourself. So that's a perverted coin. It's pride on one side and insecurity on the other. Yeah. And both are self-serving because you're only thinking about you. So maybe you're a person that thinks too highly of yourself or thinks that if it doesn't serve you you're not going to lay down anything and be obedient in it. Or maybe it's you don't think highly of yourself at all, but you're, both of those things focus on self. And it's just one side of a perverted coin. You can relate that a lot to a person's strengths. Usually what a person's strong in there can be pride or they can even be insecure about it, honestly. yeah. And it, it just kind of goes back to that. Um, but I want to talk about conviction in all of this with deception because conviction it's like the word. It never tells you what you're doing wrong without telling you the way out, without telling you how you can change, without bringing forth change. Condemnation will keep you in this pit and keep you in this place of focusing on self and you'll just keep repeating the pattern of neg- you know negativity. Um, but even people that stray far from God and think that they're living a full life, they feel this emptiness and they're striving. And we talked about this earlier just looking for truth on the outside instead of walking by truth that's already in you. You're looking for what you want to see and things outside of you. But everything that he equipped you with, he put on the inside of you. He's given you his spirit. He sent his son. So everything that we need is on the inside. And we have that conviction that says, hey, you're not your sin. Like, I love you, but I might, might not support your choice. And so instead of basically identifying yourself with what you've done. You say, this is not who I am. It's a decision that I made and I know that I can do better. And so when you're in this place of deception, the accuser will come, Satan will come and he'll tell you all of these things and you'll feel condemnation. But when God speaks something to you, you'll feel conviction and you'll immediately want to change something in your life, even if it's hard for you and it might put your emotions under, but it looks like lack of, lack of peace. Um, Whenever there's conviction, you can do things that you'll talk yourself into being right, but you won't have the peace that you need. You'll almost feel empty in doing it and try to talk yourself into it and and explain to yourself why you just can't let go. But conviction says, this might hurt my feelings, but it'll save my soul and I'm going to do it. And so following peace, if you don't have peace, you're probably not doing the right thing. And that that's Honestly, number one indicator with deception, I'll ask myself that. I'm like, "Wit, all of this sounds great, sounds fine and dandy, but do you have peace? Do you know that you know that you heard this from God? Is is this what you should be doing? And a lot of the times when I stop to ask myself that question, the answer is no, I don't have peace. And so what do you do in those moments? Be Be slow. Like make decisions like if it's a repentance issue, go ahead and make that decision. But as far as if you're not sure if you're about to walk into deception, slow, love is patient, move slow. And I was talking to my friend Chandra actually on Friday um, and she just, man, she always just pours into me and I really appreciate her time. But one of the things she said is when you don't know what to do, do nothing. She was like, don't make hasty decisions because you feel like you have to, you be patient and you wait on God. Now, that's not to say if God didn't tell you to go on a walk today, like don't move. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about things that you feel like is a pattern in your life or can be pride or deception or anything like that. You need to approach that very slowly. And you need to make sure that you have peace.
0: Yeah, that's huge.
1: You're looking at me a lot when you were saying that, so I'm not sure if... uh... (laughs)
2: <laughs> if you're trying to, well, honestly, if I want to give you know you guys just a personal example, um, and Corianne, I can follow with you on that. As as far as like relationships go, like you want to know that it's right. But honestly, if it becomes more exalted in your life, like the des- like we talked about, if the desire becomes more exalted in your life than just being with Jesus. Your priorities are out of line. And that isn't, like we said, that doesn't mean the desire in and of itself is bad. But don't be naive. Yeah. It's okay to have desires. It's not okay for the desire to have you. You can't afford to let things that should be below God try to be what's driving your force and making decisions. Like, you have to constantly examine and evaluate your heart and be like, Lord, am I letting you be Lord of my life? Am I making decisions that honor you? Is this what you would have me do? And it's honestly just a lot of self-examining, a lot of repenting, (laughs) 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 a lot of just making sure priorities, like what's important stays important and let everything else be everything else. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. A lot of conviction happens after you've been deceived. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's like, I I hesitate to even call it a deception after you've done it the first time, because after it's happened to you the first time, maybe it's it's thrown at you in a different way, but it's like you were saying earlier, the enemy is not crafty in what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's just doing the same things over and over again. And if you let that thing be a God in your life and if you let it have you, then he's just going to keep attacking you in that area. Um, And so it just goes back to like the conviction is how you handle the deception. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So.
3: I think that's interesting too. I feel like before you're deceived, there's probably conviction too. But we can be so stubborn and we're just not being as close to Jesus as we should be or we just really want something
2: so we just kind of ignore it or we're like well i don't want to here's here's a good one i don't want to accidentally miss god so i'm going to go ahead with it anyway and just trust that he'll lead me through yeah. it and <laughs> if it's not for me it'll fall away but it's not going to be because i didn't try
3: uh-huh <laughs> we deceive ourselves while we're being deceived yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah um uh and the flip side of that coin too though uh is like sometimes we don't have really a a choice but to keep moving Mm -hmm. and like we're, we're not always totally sure about how it's going to end up. And we're and this is like, this is assuming that you've spent time in prayer about it and that you are continuing to pray about it and talk to God about it and seek godly counsel about it. Mm -hmm. And you're still just not sure what to do. Yeah. Um, then it's got to be about just having faith that God is going to take care of you even if you do make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like, th- this isn't talking about complacency and just being like, oh, if it's wrong, you know, God will take care of me. It's like, God, I'm worried that I'm making the wrong decision, but I feel like this is the decision I have to make, and so this is what I'm going to go with, and I'm going to trust you to take care of me if it is the wrong one. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's the flip side of that coin. Mm-hmm. It's trusting God to lead you not into temptation and deliver you from evil. Yeah. Um. There was another point I was going to make, but it's already gone. I'm sorry. Yeah. I
3: like that though. <laughs> it is good to know, even like when we're deceived or in a situation like that, where it's like, you kind of have to make a quick decision. It's, God isn't just like, well, you're you big dummy, like I'm leaving you. Like this is ridiculous. But no, he he's not just going to leave us hanging. Like when we come come to him and, you know, we can be deceived and
2: get out of that deception yeah. and seek him. So, mm-hmm. that's encouraging to know for sure. Um, I just want to share this verse in James 4. I always like to talk about what motivates a person. But um it says what causes fights and quarrels among you don't they come for y- from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and you fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend it on what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity with God? Therefore, anyone. Animacy? No, not that. Okay. <laughs> enmity. Enmity. <laughs> Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he is jealous, um, he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace. And that is why the scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. And then that's the verse it talks about submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands. And I like this. If you pay attention to phrasing in the Bible, it doesn't say God will do all of that. For you, it says, wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and will. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. So there's a responsibility there. Yeah. And I I love that. I feel like that part is missed sometimes within the scripture. It's like, you know, you read that, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll I'll just be humbled. But it says, humble yourselves. And Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to another verse that just talks about you notice the log in your brother or you notice the stick in your brother's eye, but you have a log in yours. Mm -hmm. God's not going to ask you about other people one day. He's going to ask you what you did with his word. He's going to ask you. You knew my word. I I told you to examine yourself. Be close with me. Obey me. He's not going to ask you what factors came into your obedience. He's going to ask you if you did it.